Caroline Woods and Nicole Petalides are joining me from New York. And there's a lot of fun ones here. Nicole, what do you think is the most exciting? What's our, what could be the post-COVID winner here? Who are we rooting for if we're rooting for the recovery? Okay, well, for exciting, I'd like to see if Airbnb can do something different than what we heard from Expedia. Me too. Um, what I did think was exciting in the gaming area, MGM is seeing folks getting back to gambling. And in fact, when they're at MGM, they're spending more. So we'll see if Caesars echoes that theme. But um, Starbucks, I probably can't live without Starbucks for any length of time. Howard Schultz is back <laughs> and obviously taking the reins again. So that'll be an interesting one as well. Love uh, the, uh, the drama in Starbucks from an investment perspective. We've been talking about it quite a bit, Caroline. I mean, there's a real labor battle. It's like the focal point of the American employment situation right now. Starbucks is a really good little microcosm for our uh, recovery, but the complications that come with it. That's right. And the unionization effort and the higher labor costs aren't the only issue that Starbucks is facing. It has probably, I would say, out of these stocks that I'm looking at, probably the most headwinds, at least that we talk about, just in terms of uh, you know business in China. Obviously, the PR situation that's that's accompanying the union talks, we've, we've seen, uh, it's kind of been a nightmare. And this will be the first earnings call with Howard Schultz at the reins. We haven't seen any wow. positive performance for the stock right. since he took since he took the, the reins again, but obviously we know he, he canceled out the share buyback program, which has added pressure on the stock, so we'll have to wait and see. But I will say, in terms of when you look at the year-to-date losses, Starbucks down 36%, Lyft down 30%, Caesars down almost 30%, Airbnb might be the one that has the most to lose. It's only down 13%. No. So. Uh, in, in terms of what's priced in, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Oh boy! All right. So uh, there's a lot of reason for these you'd think to maybe finally bounce. Looks like Airbnb uh, might be trying to do the inverse Expedia here, Nicole. What do you think? So I did. By the way, I just peeked at, at Caesars, and that's a loser the whole way. Uh -oh. around. But let's do Airbnb. Okay. Airbnb. Uh, right now, I see a beat on the top and bottom line. So mm -hmm. that's some good news. Maybe they're doing something differently than Expedia. Expedia noted that the Omicron variant stepped in and sort of derailed their comeback train. Um, so Airbnb is is um, obviously doing well here in the after hours. I saw KeyBank had a 195 target and an overweight. So at 145, it had upside potential. Um, you know, also, I think it was beaten down with Hilton and Expedia today. But the idea here was that gross bookings were supposed to be up. And they've also instituted this uh, happy, happy employee thing. Uh, live and work anywhere. Work Sweet. Airbnb. Um, right. So obviously much better numbers here on the top and bottom line. A fantasy for us uh, on camera employees. Uh, but uh, for everyone else, have fun working from your Airbnb. Uh, so the revenue uh, outlook looks pretty good. Coming ahead of the expectations a bit. And then as uh, Nicole mentioned, the beats. I mean, bottom line, only losing three cents. Uh, you, depends <laughs> where you look. But I actually saw the Bloomberg estimate as being around a 19 or 16, a 16 cent loss for Airbnb. So that looks like a pretty clean uh, a beat, Caroline. Maybe good enough. Yeah, I mean, I had a 28 cent per share okay. 
lost. Wow, that'd be even bigger of, beat. Oh, I'm sorry. You're saying beat. I'm sorry. You're saying beat. Uh, but no, in terms of the Q2 revenue outlook, I, I'm seeing $2.03 billion to $2.13 billion, and the estimates were for $1.97 billion. So certainly Solid. a beat there. Although I'm looking at the stock right now, and it, I'm not really seeing all that much of a, a reaction. So I don't know if it's just going to be a digestion thing, or I'm waiting to see if other headlines come out. But I think that, you know, in terms of Comparing this to Expedia, Oliver, we talked just a bit ago. Obviously, Expedia owns VRBO or Verbo, however you want to yep. call it, and uh, they're back to 2019 levels. So Verbo seeing um, quite a bit of strength as well. So not necessarily easy to compare the two companies as uh, you know overall companies, but certainly the the longer or short-term stay kind of um, components of them are. That's right. That's saying I'm interested to see what. Uh, what the the forecast is for if they give a longer term forecast because I saw Bank of America come out uh, with uh, a pretty upbeat forecast although they're neutral on this stock so I'm just looking mm. to see if if they're announcing yeah I just see the next quarter as well yeah just next quarter right now that's ahead uh, Starbucks is coming out but I want to give that a sec to marinate Nicole for Caesar as you mentioned Caesar uh, not going to be a super heavily traded stock in the after hours but I do think one that deserves some attention given what we just heard from David Katz about this potentially being the worst and final bad quarter uh, this is not a pretty report it's not. And interestingly enough, I mean, most of our analysts that we've had on seem positive on the group overall going forward. Um, so a miss uh, times two on the top and bottom line for Caesars. So Ouch. you really start to wonder how um, this this happens, right? How does it happen? What's going wrong at Caesars so badly here? Um, so that's problematic. I mean, I don't love it. I mean, in, with when it came to MGM, it was that people were spending more when they were in there. It was the digital component, capital allocation with buybacks. Um, you also always have the Macau story, which obviously you've had shutdowns in Asia and China in particular. So that could weigh on this group overall. Okay. Yeah, not a good one here. Uh, misses uh, uh, across the board uh, for Caesar on the trailing numbers. Uh, looking to see if they give any of the outlook, but uh, a little bit of a tick down by a couple bucks for those uh, few trading it in the aftermarket. Uh, let's uh, let's check out. Well, Oliver, yeah, I thought it was interesting that your guest David Katz said that when Caesar's management talks, that the stock can turn yeah. around. So we'll have to wait yeah, and see good on, point. The, on the conference call. I know they had given an update on the last conference call about their path to profitability, saying you know we knew that they were going to curtail that ad spending, which we know has been a huge weight for so many of those casinos, and they're only going to spend mm. it on new launch states and i think that they they were saying positive EBITDA, EBITDA in the fourth quarter of 2023 so it'll be interesting to see if that that's pushed up at all uh, although given the wider than expected loss and worse revenue maybe not yeah okay i like that so we'll look for uh, any indications of the future look on the conference call for caesar whoa starbucks with the turnaround first uh, tried to uh, erase today's loss that tick above 76 bucks uh, only lasted a couple minutes now they're trying to push it down to 74. A little bit of volatility here uh, after a 1.5% decline today. The EPS on the bottom line for their fiscal second quarter of 59 cents uh, is uh, a little bit, uh, well, I guess, in line. Uh, we'll call it in line. They said 60 according to the Bloomberg estimate, 59 uh, maybe close enough uh, uh, according to uh, what I see uh, from Business Wire. So uh, maybe Reuters says they were looking for 59. So the report coming out from the press release may be in line. Uh, but uh, sales at 7.6 versus 
0.60. So they did 7.64, uh, 40 million more than the estimate. Not bad there. A comp sales, according to Bloomberg, they were looking for seven and a half. It looks like they did seven globally. Um, but uh, revenues are still climbing. So they're going in the right direction. You're not the only one that can't live without Starbucks, Nicole. Yeah, you know, I think the international story is a tough one here because the international Definitely. comp sales are, are down about 8%. In addition to that, um, the ticket, how much people are spending on that ticket is down about 5%. So mm. you have fewer people buying Starbucks, and when they are in there buying, they're not getting drink and a cookie. They're just getting a drink, um, or they're picking a cheaper drink, things yep. like that. So bringing down the average um, ticket price or average receipt, and, and that's problematic. I think that, um, you know, most of the bad news a lot of the analysts think is priced into the stock. But, I, you know, I, I am really wondering what happens with this unionization. I mean, I know Howard Schultz is trying to really work on this, but you only have 250 out of like 9,000 Starbucks that are trying to do this, but it just is a thorn in the side. Yeah, symbolic too. To hear about that. Yeah. You know, and then you have Amazon. I don't know. It yeah. just, it just, I don't love it. Well, it's like a, uncertainty. it's like an optics thing too for a guy who, uh, you know, wanted to run for president. And uh, there is this so big debate about what the future of the workforce looks like during COVID. I do think that this is kind of that microcosm of how our uh, employment uh, operates at the uh, slightly above to, you know, minimum wage and the, uh, fact that this is a company that has a product that's basically a staple, but then maybe gets cut out of budgets if there's uh, too much inflation. It's just got a lot of these big themes tied into the stock. But maybe at this moment, it's just about China exposure. I mean, down 20% uh, comp sales plus in China. I mean, maybe that right now is uh, you know maybe less juicy from a narrative component, but it certainly is a burden for the stock uh, on the, on the numbers, Caroline. Yeah, but you know, I'm only seeing Starbucks down about seven tenths of a percent right now. So even yeah, though it's, it's in not line moving much, feet, I, I don't know that those. I mean, I, it, the China numbers could be. We know China is a key market, and we I, the stock has been you know sinking so far this year. So that could be priced in. I'm looking for color and scope on the the investments in the stores and employees that Howard Schultz has talked about. That's why he said he. He suspended the share buyback program, which we know led to a bunch of price target cuts from analysts. So that, that's what I'm going to be really looking for some color on in terms of the, the conference call, because so many of these other things are things that we've talked about so much. Although it is a good point to note that, that obviously it'll give us a sense of how willing the consumer is to spend given the higher prices all around. I will tell you, I wanted Starbucks this morning and I wouldn't allow myself to get it because I, I just hate that the iced tea is $4.30 now. <laughs> you know, it's it's not even an affordability thing. It's just a, a principle, principle. Thing. But uh, yeah. But I will say, I think it was Credit Suisse that came out and said Starbucks is an affordable luxury, uh, especially compared to some of the other coffee purveyors, it's actually reasonable. I don't drink coffee, but some may say, you know, Credit Suisse says that. And I did see a, a BTIG survey that said, if the unionization efforts fail, I think only 4% of people said they'll never go to Starbucks again. Yeah, so right. I don't know that it will necessarily follow the, the through to the customer, but it's certainly a weight on the stock right now, the unionization efforts. Yeah, I mean, Nicole, to your point, it's a small portion still of the workforce. I mean, it could spread, but um, it also could not. It could also just be getting a lot of news headlines and attention. 
uh, without being uh, materially impacting uh, the bottom line. I'm looking at Airbnb. Okay, hit me. Look at Airbnb. Because um, as we're looking here at Airbnb, when you see the quarterly report here and, and its numbers, um, it surpassed, Oliver, I guess you've really been traveling a lot, surpasses 100 million nights booked in a quarter for the first time ever. So it's looking good there, but it's the first time that they've been able to do that. The stock has been jumping on this earnings beat. Um, one thing that really stands out to me is not only the fact that they have over 6 million active listings, but also the fact that their sales and marketing expenses as a percent of revenue remained relatively flat. So that's some good news there. They're not overspending, I guess, on, huh. on that part of it. Okay. I guess we all know it. Stock higher. Yeah. Maybe they don't have to pay as much to compete with Verbo. Maybe uh, they've asserted their dominance, uh, perhaps. Okay, I like the numbers. Uh, good perspective for us. All right, thanks, Nicole. Thanks, Caroline. Nice Thank convo, guys. Uh, excellent to work here on the live earnings.